0: Welcome to the Career After COVID podcast, where you'll get actionable ideas to survive the pandemic and economic downturn and take your career to the next level when it's over. Here's our co-hosts, Fleur Hull and Kim Korolevich.
1: Hi, Kim. Hey, Fleur,
0: how are you? Good. Good to speak again. How's your week I'm... been? Yeah, good. Like It's got off to a good start from Monday, so yeah, feeling pretty positive and, you know, the weather's been gorgeous here in Queensland, so um, all good. How about you?
1: Yeah, no, terrible weather here, but lots of uh, time to do writing and recording podcasts and everything, so I'm feeling pretty (laughs) um, on top of all my to-do list at the moment around the house.
0: That's very good. That's very good. Always good to get on top of things. Yeah, today we're going to talk about business
1: growth because, uh, you know, we've been talking a lot about setting a business up. Uh, But we may have some listeners who are already in the process or already have set up a business or alternatively, um, yeah, had one going before the the pandemic hit and uh, want to know how to rev it up. Uh, So we thought we'd talk about that today. Cool. I thought a bit about why it's important to grow your business. I mean, it sounds sort of obvious, um, but I think a lot of people are feeling like it's not the time to be making plans for growth, and I'm not sure that's the right way to think about things in every case. It depends, obviously, if you if you own a, a hospitality business or a tourism business that's being affected by the lockdowns, then obviously, yes, you, you need to be realistic. But I just think about it in terms of the investment you've made in setting it up. Yeah, Everything from your business name, your domain name, getting your website up and running. Uh, You may have stock on hand. Uh, You've invested in marketing materials, marketing, you know, advertising to to get the the thing launched, Um, providing your services, working out what they are if you're a service-based business. So I feel like it's a good time to think about growth And whether that involves growing what you're already doing or changing things up a little bit and going into a related but different market space, they're the sorts of things that I'm thinking about.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, again, it does depend on the kind of business and particularly if you're in the online space. Like now is a really interesting good time to be thinking about growing your business or, yeah, looking at other Uh, markets as well so definitely not a time to um definitely a time to think about growth for sure absolutely yeah yeah.
1: Yeah. I was thinking about a um a woman I know who runs a um skincare business for uh babies and kids and um they had a they had a drop off obviously uh once things started getting Uh, heavy around COVID and they just immediately decided to start offering hand sanitizer. and it was at that crazy hoarding sort of panic buying stage but Mm. they they had such great supplier networks that they were able to get that up and running really quickly and they, I think, yeah, they more than made up for what they'd lost in other aspects of their business. It's quite remarkable.
0: That's great. Yeah, that's a great opportunity right there. Yeah. Oh, so
1: it just speaks to that, you know, different markets, something related, you know, that you've already got a little bit of, of a, a network to promote to that's going to be uh, attractive for, for people in that market that you're already into to buy from you. Exactly. Face masks is the other thing. Yeah. It's a lot of fashion businesses who
0: are now doing face masks. Who would have thought a year ago that face masks would be a fashion thing? You know it's quite extraordinary, isn't it, when you think back 12 months that we're actually talking about fashion and face masks. <laughs> it's,
1: it's extraordinary. It's, it's like so many things, isn't it? When you come, even if you come across a website when, you, when you're surfing online that's mm. talking about something from a year ago and you just think, wow, we just had no idea.
0: Well, it's a different world, absolutely different world. Just to um, digress a little
1: bit, though, like how much better prepared are we going to be for the unknown as as a world? Yeah, yeah, I mean. oracle, I guess, sorry, but, you know, like just the fact that something like this can come in and, and not that it was you know totally unpredictable in the sense that people have been saying it's going to happen but but I think when people thought about it, like when you think about a recession, for example, that might come from something like you know during the the recession, people can still get on an airplane and and fly and have holidays if they can afford it. yeah, like no one can do anything it's It's literally
0: enforced
1: kind of Yeah, staying at home.
0: Yeah, and I think knowing it's coming, talking about it and then experiencing it are two different things. So, yeah, in the future that kind of resilience to the unknown, you know, it's going to be a little bit like, well, we thought, you know, we we thought we were prepared, but we weren't. But hey, look, now we're kind of ready for anything.
1: I <laughs> remember in that episode about new job opportunities, I I found this this title called Black Swan Risk Manager. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I can't stop thinking about that and and how how that's a thing now. But you know, it, it has to be
0: exactly exactly. I mean, I I I've, I'm quite. I'm still quite amazed by what's going on and, and, you know, opportunities happening. I'm in Queensland and opportunities happening in New South Wales where I should be potentially having, you know, really good face-to-face. And I I mean like to talk about opportunities and some of these are planning that might be a day or two in the making so it's not a Zoom sort of occasion that, um, yeah, unable to do that. Now who would have thought being in Queensland I'd be unable To go to New South Wales. Like, it's just, yeah, again, floors me. If someone had said that a year ago, I'd be like, whoa, back on planet Earth here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So, my birthday yesterday, and he's in regional Victoria, and, you know, parents almost always go over to see him and whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we digress. But yeah, there are definitely new market opportunities. And the other thing, the competitive landscape's changing. So I've been thinking about it, if, if your competitors are closing up shop and you can find a way to last out through keeping your cash flow going somehow, um, then you could be the last man or woman standing when, when the economy recovers and ready to capitalize on on people's new spending habits.
0: Yeah, exactly yeah if you can like hold on um, and diversify your product or service offering just for a little while whatever um yeah imagine enough that stuff
1: on gum tree like we talked about in that episode i know i'm it's i'm, I'm thinking out. Of <laughs> mm. yeah so i wanted to also um provide some actionable tips for growth some some things not just finding new markets which i think is you know hopefully any business owner would be thinking along those lines but there might be a little gem in here in this list that i've started thinking about and i'm sure you've got some gems as well based on your experience in business Mm -hmm. and entrepreneurship Mm um Again, it sounds obvious, but get to know your customers better. Actually, engage with them more intensely. I mean, appropriately, but but really take the time to understand what the major pain points are for them right now.
0: Absolutely,
1: indirectly through seeing what sort of the the surveys of of consumer and business confidence are showing or directly actually just speaking to one of your, you know, talking to your customers.
0: Yeah, and that's sort of, I mean, something that, you know, you, you should be doing on an ongoing basis but at the moment, you know, not knowing exactly what's going on with each one of those sort of customer groups that you may have absolutely like it's a, a lot more of an in-depth I guess um you know way of getting to know them as well isn't it you know this yes. is like an unknown so there's going to be unknown answers and um answers probably to what's going on with them that you wouldn't have expected so absolutely yeah
1: and can, and can show uh, the way to it to a new opportunity to provide value for your customers
0: Yeah, absolutely. Very revealing. It it could be very revealing. Absolutely.
1: And sort of related to that, I guess, in terms of customer communication, really important to be as transparent and honest as possible about how COVID is affecting your business and, and your service delivery to customers. I think, you know, making customers aware of increased shipping times, for example, which are happening everywhere, and we're all... I think everyone sort of knows that that's what's going on. So people are being more patient. But I've been reading quite a lot of comments online from um, e-commerce people, uh, you know, complaining about their customers not reading their shipping policies and, and then complaining and, and threatening to give them a bad review because something that was they thought would take two weeks took four weeks even though the business owner had said it may take four to six weeks on their website so being transparent about those things but I was I was thinking it through after I read those things you know maybe you've got to have someone uh, have a little pop-up before they click on order now saying have you read our revised shipping times policy
0: that's a really good idea that's a really good idea. Because yeah. Um, yeah, I can imagine you may the sale,
1: but then you know you may lose it anyway later exactly. on. They may ask for a chargeback from their yeah. card, and then that that's bad for you and your business and your reputation.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, I think keeping happy customers is is a really important. Because they're your repeat business, aren't they? Yep. So yeah. you want know, that repeat. Yep.
1: And that leads to, to the next thing I thought about is, you know, it could be a time to introduce a loyalty program. So, yes. you know, if you have got a nice customer base, actually, you know, saying to them um, in these unprecedented times, the cliche, but, um, you know, we wanted to offer something back to our customers. And, and you've seen quite a few of the big, retailers doing you know or big organizations doing all sorts of of nice things letting um you know f- frequent flyers let keep their can keep their points for longer than usual or their status credits and you know your uh, your supermarket loyalty are, are giving you extra bonuses to to shop there and all sorts of things so yeah, just encouraging that loyalty through some sort of program that rewards people for
0: continuing to
1: buy from you.
0: Yeah, that's great. I love a loyalty program.
1: I do too, actually, yeah. That's why I'm subject to so much spam, I think. I put my name <laughs> out everywhere. Oh. Yeah. For someone who is a qualified, trained marketer, I'm remarkably
0: susceptible to marketing overtures. I- Are <laughs> you? <laughs> yeah. I think I am too. I, yeah, I'm easily suggestible. I'm like okay. Sign oh, really? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'll do it. Yeah.
1: I need to spend five dollars more to get free shipping. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. Quick, um, add to cart. Yep. Exactly. Add to cart. Yes. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Sign me up for the monthly subscription. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah.
1: Sign oh man.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Understand your
1: competitors. Hmm. Um. And you may think you know them, but I think keeping on top of who's still out there, what they're doing, what their their uh, pivot or you know market changes look like, you know, where where are that? What are they doing
0: to survive? Exactly, because they'll be moving and shifting too. So it is a big shifting landscape constantly at the moment. So very good, very good point. Keep on top yeah. of what your companies are doing, yeah. Yes, yeah.
1: Uh, you talked before, Kim, about moving online mm-hmm. or, you know, being on, if you're online, it's a great time. And so if you're not online, being more online. So if you've just got a website that's more like a brochure, what aspects of your service or what pain points that your customers have can you try and ameliorate with your online presence, so instead yep. of just being high, where Joe blogs car repairs, you know, call us now to book your service. What about here's some content on how to do a um, when you know you need to do an oil change?
0: Just going to say the oil change. Yeah, you I'm know sorry.
1: what do you, what do you need to know about whether you can do it yourself or when you need to bring it in
0: exactly and I I think in on that in that space I think you know those little tips and tricks and tutorials are things that as a owner of a car and someone who likes to try and do things myself but have no idea about mechanics um, yeah they're little things that I look for they're actually things that I actually would look for and um, would be very grateful if someone was to provide more of that kind of information I think that's a great one
1: And it so it drives loyalty in your current customer base. Absolutely, and the fact that you're creating content that's helpful drives, you know, what could even just be the rudimentary start of a content marketing strategy that enables your website to be found more easily when people are searching for your services. So it's a win-win. Yep, absolutely. The more helpful content that meets the needs of your audience and help solve their pain points is uh, yeah. The more you can do of that, the better. Mm-hmm. And 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 you know, in a similar space, automating your business. So finding ways to um, accept appointments online. Yeah. You know if that can, if that can be done, if people don't need to actually talk to a person, putting mm-hmm. your schedule up for when appointments are available for your beauty therapy business.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because people want to do it
1: themselves. They don't actually want to have to make the call, mostly. <laughs> like I book all my doctor's appointments online.
0: Well, so do I, absolutely. Because yeah. I always think
1: of it on the weekend.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: always. Um, the other thing that occurred to me is uh, just being really mindful and sensitive in your communication. as a a business owner. So I think it would be really unfortunate if you came across in any way as trying to profit from the pandemic. Mm. So you need to try and be sensitive to the people who are really suffering in whatever way that is. So whether that's losing their job or being sick themselves or having someone close to them, having died of COVID um, or being locked down and and having mental health issues as a result. All of those things, thinking of of people who... There was a story on the TV, on the ABC the other night about a guy who is a truck driver um, in Melbourne living in a caravan on his property because he's got COVID and he has to isolate from his family. I think, I think he's alone. He's like a, a bachelor in his 60s or something. Um, but he's illiterate. So he's getting all these text messages from the government about isolating and doing this, that and the other. And he can't read them. So he's having to send them on to his daughter and then she calls him and, and tells him what it says and then, and then he tells her what to say back.
0: Oh. Wow.
1: Yeah, hang on. There's the dog's barking. Just wait a tick.
0: Yeah, I just had that.
1: Um, shush. <laughs> I don't actually know what time we started this. Was it about 17. should have written that down okay back to it so yeah this guy's illiterate and um you know so you've actually really got to think about the people who who have are not you know resourced or provided for in the same way that that you know we might be
0: Mm. Mm. i think there's also that communication you know things that just come across as you know tone deaf
1: yes you know
0: and it, it And people are sensitive to quite a bit at the moment. Like there was some kind of joke thing on Facebook and I almost shared it and it was hilarious. I won't go into what it was. But at the same time, I kind of was like, oh, it's a little bit bordering on the old tone deaf at this point. So kind of, you know, pulled back. I mean, it's my personal account. It wasn't any sort of thing work-related. But, um, yeah, just being super mindful of all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, just... People can take offense or be hurt, or yeah, it, it's quite easy in, in, in this time where the pandemic's affecting people in so many different ways. So mm. yeah, mindful of that communication style.
1: Yep. Mm. Um, yeah, I guess uh in terms of a whole bucket of of marketing ideas um again these are easy to sort of to, to find online um, but I'll, I'll put them in the show notes as well so thinking about different ways to market yourself so improving your social media profile um, running events either you know online um, depending upon your audience or in person um, also attending events to get your net, building your network. Mm. Um, building your email list. So coming up with some strategies on ways to encourage people to join your email list, offering webinars, informational webinars, you know, as a, as a mechanic, you know, putting that up on your website, how to do an oil change. And you yeah. think, oh, I'm going to lose business, but actually it ends up paying, paying it back. In terms of loyalty, and and also the, the search algorithms love video content, particularly if you're going to do it on Facebook or um, like a Facebook Live or an Instagram Live. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, not saying that a mechanic would necessarily have a Facebook, maybe, maybe not Instagram. Uh, and thinking about your sales funnel, we talked about this uh, in a previous episode about actually thinking, you know, once someone sees your ad or your content, you know, how are you going to encourage them to eventually become your customer? How are you nurturing that relationship? Uh, community sponsorships, another marketing tool, I guess that that's, um, can go a long way at these times. There's a lot of community organisations, um, sporting clubs who are doing it tough. And so if there's a way for you to help them out, and get some, you know, advertising or profile raising opportunities as a result of that. I think
0: that's a win. Yeah, I definitely think sponsorships are a great way to go, and any kind of partnerships you can do with um, organisations to show your support. Yeah, that's the um, area that you've worked in. Um, yeah. In. So yeah, your,
1: your uh, insight on that would be really um, useful. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, there is that kind of, I think they look at sponsorships in a number of ways and one's like, you know, you're reaching your audience and one's kind of that feel-good factor of reaching a community and, yeah, there's a few different angles to do it, but definitely those community-based sponsorships are always really well-received. Um, they go over really well and it's a really good win-win and it can be, you know, money or it can be product or, you know, um, or or however you want to roll with it. But um, at this point in time, it's a really nice one, I think. Um, I'm just going to bounce back. You know, the events, like you're talking about attend or host or maybe online. There's been a few of those kind of events that I've actually attended. And one in particular, I will, I'll name the business called Libertine Perfume. And they're in Sydney, Melbourne, I think Brisbane. And they're um, a retailer that stock, you know, the kind of really high end perfumes. So like, Christian and Creed and, um, oh, I can't, Chudon and these amazing brands. It's not cheap, but they they do these kind of in-store experiences, but because they couldn't do that, they'd created these online experiences. So you just, you know, live kind of webinar or whatever it was. Um, but what they send you beforehand is this fabulous gift box and inside the gift box is all your samples that you're going to talk about some lint chocolate, a baby bottle of champagne and a whole lot of other gorgeous things that you, you're you not just sitting there watching but you're having a full experience. And it was, it was so enjoyable that I did about three or four of them. <laughs> did you have to pay for them or were they free? Yeah. No, no, you had to pay but it yeah. was about, I think it was about $40 or something, right, but you yeah. got these, and then that was redeemable on purchase. So yes. it was, a, and they were sold out every session sold out so people were like having these beautiful and I just thought it was such a lovely way to do it so um yeah in terms of having these online events you know and sending out like a little package to everybody to enjoy you know pop open your champagne now and have your chocolate like it was lovely so and I'm a big fan of Libertine perfume so I think they did that really well and it was a really good feel good kind of thing you know like you know (laughs) very expensive perfume and champagne but you know, I, I you know I sat there with my sister one night enjoying it. So it was lovely. It was absolutely beautiful way to so attract.
1: So yeah. So good that you mentioned that because I had a, yeah. a similar experience, but in the wine space. Yeah. So the local uh, wine cellar. Um, yeah, not one of the chains, like a pri- you know, privately owned old bridge cellars. I'll name them because they're awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. They would always do the in-store wine tastings once a month and often would get the winemakers in. Yeah. Um, if they were, you know, locals or happened to be travelling through or whatever and obviously that wasn't possible. So they did them on Zoom and same thing, you you paid up front and then because it was a local event, they actually hand-delivered your wines. Yes. Wine tasting, so they hand-delivered them in brown paper bags so you couldn't see what each of them was and then with an instruction wine one chill, wine two decant an hour before the event and wine three leave as is. Yeah. Um, and then we had to guess but what they brought on Zoom the winemakers, one from down south here in WA, one was from Spain I think but he happened to be in Melbourne and the other one was in New South Wales and um, so we had a quiz, you know, and everyone was typing in the Instagram which answer they thought it was. It was yeah. such a great experience. And they recommended which cheeses to have with it. And so you got your wine and then you, you also got told if you want to have a cheese with it, you know, here's some option. It was just epic. Uh,
0: yeah. It's, like, so enjoyable. And you can imagine how that can translate into some other you know product or service business like what you can do in terms of you know not just getting people to the event but like yeah packaging them up and they actually have the real experience like absolutely great like I loved it and um yeah yeah that's why I wanted to give it a shout out because it was such a great experience sounds like your wine tasting one too so yeah
1: and the thing I love about those is I'm just so passionate about business and, yeah. and people making the most of a really awful situation and human beings' creativity and thinking outside the square and, and also just in terms of, you know, being great for our economy, keep the
0: dollars flowing. That's right. Absolutely, that's right. Um, and it made me think of all the business ideas for anything I'd done in the past. So I've done like real Face to face stuff, like you know, in equestrian industry, you know, like well, that's that's kind of kind of limited. So, what do, what would you do in that instance, like with an online tutorial or webinar for that industry, you know? So, it really does force you to start getting creative. Well, what would that be? Like, how would I love to experience that? How would the customer love to experience that? Mm. Um, you know, and that what a great getting to know the customer better, um, as you mentioned earlier, as well. You know you could sort of start to elicit and extract information about where they're at and, you know, what else they could be, um, you could be, you know, what other problems you're going to solve for them too. So really beautiful face-to-face marketing really, isn't it? So yeah.
1: No, gorgeous. I love it. I loved hearing that story and, and reminding yeah. me of, of my story, so thank yeah. you. Beautiful. We're getting close to running out of time, but I, I wanted to go through um, and talk through with you some of the pitfalls to avoid. So. Okay. Do you want to just um, give me a few of your ideas first, just sort of um, just a sentence or two on on some of the things that that have um, exercised your mind in this space?
0: Uh, Pitfalls when growing a business. um, I think, you know, I'm always a fan of like, you know, immediate, medium and long-term goals and measurable goals and,
1: hang on you're dropping out you dropped really yeah yeah can you just say that again you're a fan of short-term
0: medium yep short-term like immediate short-term medium long-term goals um and and they'd be part of your business strategy um and and staying on track with those and not sort of thinking you're going to get to those huge great big wins immediately um Think in stages because it does. As we mentioned, I think previously, um, it does build confidence. You know, you're growing. You, you can grow in those sort of stages as well and build your confidence as you go. So don't don't jump ahead. Disappoint yourself, then disappoint your customer. Um, you know, just take it easy. Go go with go with the flow. Go with what your customer is asking of you, um, but don't. Yeah. Don't, don't leap ahead too quickly. Don't leap ahead too quickly. I mean, you you know, I've heard that happen where people have gone, Oh, we're doing so well. We'll spend a million dollars on that order, (laughs) you know? And it's like, okay, so you made a hundred thousand. That's fantastic. But now you're jumping ahead to a million dollars, you know, like just, you know, you can try and be a risk taker and predict, but you know, again, a good entrepreneur, they take good calculated risks. So yeah, that would that be idea of
1: I guess mission creep trying absolutely. to be too much. And yeah. Overpromising
0: with the risk oh, of delivering, isn't it? Absolutely. That's exactly it. That's exactly yeah. it. And and not, yeah, the, the the expectations and I think I've mentioned this one before where, you know, you can um yeah overpromising, under delivering, you know, yep, we could this is what we've got. And it's like, well, I'll buy a thousand of those and you're like well actually we can't deliver a thousand of those yeah yeah you're a hundred but we can't yeah so that kind of thing absolutely and
1: sometimes um you know have you ever witnessed you know a business kind of expecting customers to give them a break because they're new and i think yeah yeah, i don't don't know Have, have you
0: yeah i guess in a way like i've had well look in face to face interaction I definitely have like I've had all sorts of excuses but um I guess that's a thing and I don't know it depends on what you are and what your business is whether your customer will give you a break or not but you probably shouldn't expect it and I
1: think especially not now because everyone's yeah. dealing with so much more stuff yeah minds mm. that I think people's yeah, well, I guess it's cutting both ways, isn't it? There, there is a little bit more sensitivity and tolerance, actually, when you think about it. But, but uh, you don't want to take that for granted as a business owner, and you, you do want to still keep meeting your customers' needs.
0: Testing yeah, yeah, sure, oh, yeah. so just um, in terms of, we talked about inventory at one point. Yes, and um, when growing a business, like. You run out of your inventory so you replace it you know someone orders something you've run out of it so you replace it with something else and like don't do that
1: oh as in swap it for a different item yeah 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 yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I hope they don't notice hope they don't mind or or then play dumb to it or something like I, I've had that happen um I've had friends have that happen I've had a friend told me recently about them ordering something and they didn't have the thing they wanted so they replaced it with another item which was of higher value. And she's like, that's great that it's of higher value but I don't want it. Yeah. And, and the was,
1: me, my, my partner got um, ordered some handkerchiefs and got face masks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You probably need face masks more than handkerchiefs at the moment so we thought we'd help you out when they'd probably just run out of the handkerchiefs. Yeah. I... Yeah, I've had, my friend was saying that the attitude when she got the thing of higher value, when she said, I don't want it, where they were like, well, you should be happy. We're giving you something of higher value for a lower price. <laughs> She's like, okay, I'm not going to argue about this. <laughs> so, yeah, things like that, pitfall, don't do it. Absolutely yeah, them. and that, that is yeah, cuts to the yeah. whole logistics
1: and for full yeah, exactly. to avoid. And the other mm. thing is I, I think you can you can run the risk of as you expand, decreasing your, your quality standards because you, you're just processing so much more, mm. um, so that whether that's co- product quality or customer
0: service quality, yeah, absolutely. or packaging yeah the shipping, delivery fulfillment all of it absolutely yeah
1: and then I guess from a human perspective the, the couple of key ones that you see is uh as businesses grow especially if they grow too fast and don't stage it like you mentioned is is staffing issues so hiring the wrong people or not getting rid of the wrong people fast enough mm. um yeah, and, or,
0: and not, not onboarding them correctly
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and founder burnout
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's exhaustion. Mm. Even with success, you know, like there's a burnout. So yeah,
1: yeah, mm. gotta look after your uh, a bit of self care.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, on that slightly morose note, <laughs> <laughs> we end on a high. <laughs> okay, um, but if you do grow, yes, through all of the pitfalls. Yes. Wow. You know, I think, I think the only way is up, isn't it? Once the recovery that's is up. on, if you can survive and grow a little during this, you are, uh, wow, kudos to you.
0: Yeah. And the pitfall of, you know, making too much money and you're just a little bit confused about what to do with it all. Like, you know, yeah. that's terrible, terrible problem, that one. Um, don't do anything silly, but enjoy the moment. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Awesome. <laughs> awesome it's great to chat again kim thanks you so do. much for your time yeah. and uh we'll talk again next week
0: beautiful i'm gonna go and have a glass of wine now i think oh, <laughs> yeah. a glass of
1: wine time there it's it's oh, way too wine. early here
0: well we will talk of wine and champagne earlier i thought oh um, yeah
1: definitely well go and enjoy
0: i will i will okay. you too have, you you. Rest have, of have a day great early. week See okay bye. bye thanks for listening to the career after COVID podcast Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes and check out more tips and ideas at careeraftercovid.com.